Welcome to the General Aviation Podcast from the UK Civil Aviation Authority. Welcome to this General Aviation Podcast from the UK Civil Aviation Authority. My name's David Pratt from the communications team, and I'm here to introduce this episode of our local airspace infringement team podcast mini-series, focusing on Wessex. If you're thinking of flying in this area, there's some great resources from the team on the Airspace and Safety Initiative website at airspacesafety.com forward slash Solent. We recorded this episode in the Airdrome's briefing room, so forgive us any background noise, and I'll hand you over to one of our infringement specialists talking to a member of the Wessex Late. My name is Emily, and I am an airspace infringement specialist for the Civil Aviation Authority. Today, I'm in Popham, a busy GA airfield located in Hampshire, to talk about local airspace infringement teams. I'm joined by Chris Sellen, a long-standing member of the Wessex Late and an experienced GA pilot and air ground operator here at Popham. So, Chris, what is a late and when did you get involved? Oh, a late. Well, first of all, it stands for Local Airspace Infringement Team. And I think the emphasis is on the word local. I got involved about eight years ago when what was then Southampton late started up. uh, And I've been a member ever since. I was invited initially by a a longstanding instructor who was uh, very important in the infringement world. He invited me along. Um, But then I also realized that as I was a trustee of a group, I kept getting a lot of calls from the CAA saying, has this pilot been flying uh, near the airspace and infringing this, that and the other. I then later became uh, an air-to-ground operator at Popham. And I'd also get calls from Southampton radar from time to time saying, can I identify a particular aircraft which has done an infringement? So I felt it incumbent on me to try and do something about it. When the late came along, I thought this might be the the perfect uh, way to do it. The Wessex late covers infringement strategy relating to Bournemouth, Southampton, Solent and Farnborough-controlled airspace. Who is involved? What are the main issues that you have had to focus on? And what made the area an infringement hotspot? Well, exactly. Those those three airfields are uh, very, very close together. And I think that's uh, the key thing. They share a lot of a lot of airspace. They also are quite separate in their airspaces as well. The people who are on the late tend to be everybody from the operational side of the airfield, including the air traffic controllers, including the people who actually run the ground operations and so on, as well as flying schools, instructors, uh, and administrators. So we've got all sorts of different people on there. We've also got the military, of course who have got a big presence in the south of England. So uh, they are a major contributor as well. We are there to support the discussions, provide statistics on local infringements and can involve other CAA teams, like the airspace classification team and other capability areas. Our airspace infringement team focuses on education, safety promotion and infringement prevention, which forms part of our mid-air collision avoidance strategy. Each late plays a valuable part in developing guidance and local initiatives. What have you seen that you have found most helpful? One of the things that I found that the late suffered from initially was a a lack of information about what the infringements were, where they were, who was doing it, and so on and so forth. And the CAA were able to come up with the help of NATS and their various statistical models to come up with that information. Without that information, we couldn't have made some of the 
recommendations and sources of information available to people. So, yeah, the whole thing has been really, really helpful. And I think we've come a long way in the last eight years. So a lot of discussions are held at the late. What sort of local initiatives have come out that help pilots not to infringe? One of the key ones isn't actually local, it's national. And that is a, a website called the Airspace Safety Initiative. And it's a great website, which has got lots of information on it. Locally, um, and especially in the Wessex Lake, we've had particular initiatives like the Top Tips, which I know it sounds a bit trite, but Top Tips is a series of, of 10 tips for pilots that will help them to uh, avoid getting themselves into trouble, as it were, by infringing. And these change from year to year as the emphasis on infringement changes as well, and some of the hotspots move around. One of the things in the Wessex area that we find that there are things called hotspots, which is where infringements happen more and more. And trying to identify where they are and make people aware of them, make people aware of the dangers they might fall into in some of these hotspots is quite major. And we produce documents that can be shared with flying clubs in their newsletters and so on and so forth that will allow this to happen. Also, as well as top tips, there's an initiative that came out of one of the northern lakes, which was Take Two, which was an initiative to encourage pilots to stay two nautical miles from airspace or 200 feet below it or above it sometimes when you think about it. And so these are some of the local initiatives that have been encouraged and I, I think have worked really well. And many members are happy to share and learn from each other's experiences. What has been your experience with infringements and how has that helped you contribute to the late? Well, interestingly, about three years after the late started, I myself was involved in an infringement. Basically, it was a situation where um, there was a whole chain of silly things happening, like I decided to go flying after a hard day's work. I decided to go flying without my iPad, so I couldn't have my uh, electronic flight bag with me. I decided to go flying after a conversation with someone about going really high. You can name a whole series of things which built up into a chain, which ended up with me infringing part of an airway. Now, the whole problem with that, of course, is that how can I sit on a, an infringement team when I'm an infringer? The whole thing was uh, initially sort of a, anathema to me, and I did offer to resign from the late. I realised it afterwards that what I could actually bring to the party was the fact that, you know, put my hand up, I was an infringer. I'd, I'd done it. And I also understood why I'd done it and some of the, the causal factors behind it. So I was really pleased that the late let me carry on being a member, as it were, and was able to participate in, in the discussions that, that came from that. It was all about human factors. It was all about threat and error management. And it was all about me being a better pilot and trying to share that experience with people. Thank you, Chris, for being so honest and giving such a powerful message. You're not only a GA pilot, you're also an air ground operator here at Popham too. How does that help? Well, yes, I am. Uh, operate the radio and uh, give information to pilots and it's great fun. And uh, I do get paid a little bit for it as well. But one of the important things we do here, specifically at Popham, this, this uh, applies to a lot of other airfields as well, is we give as much information we can to help pilots in their navigation, in their planning, uh, and so on, 
And one of the things that we're very keen on making sure that they, they use is the listening squawk or frequency monitoring code. We've got one here at uh, Southampton. There's one nearby at Farnborough and Bournemouth has its own as well. So they're very important in the local area. So adding this information into the pilot's information bank, as it were, is really quite good. Also, I see it as our role as, if you like, the lowest rung of the air traffic control ladder to be able to help pilots make the best use of their radios as well. A lot of them are very unsure about using the radio and getting the right terminology. And we do, from time to time, correct them and also give them a little bit, bit of a guidance so that when they are out there talking to real air traffic controllers, they're not as frightened as perhaps they could be, and that they do actually get the right syntax and make themselves understood. I see that as uh, pretty important in my role. What makes Elate so important for us is that it brings pilots, local clubs, training organisations, air navigation service providers and airport and airline representatives together, not just to focus on local airspace infringement issues, but to share knowledge and experience to help improve the safety. Chris. Stepping aside from your role as a member of the late, how has your team's work helped Popham and any pilots that fly out of here? Well, the important thing that I know about the Popham area is that it is a crowded area with airspace all over the place. And it's really useful to know that there are a few teams out there who are discussing how best to reduce infringements, how best to help pilots make the best use of information Coming out of the lates is all sorts of work from initiatives and discussions which are fed into websites like the Airspace Safety Initiative, well worth a look at. And this has got things like hotspot narratives and suggestions for pilots, checklists and so on. And if it weren't for the lates, these things simply wouldn't be available. So it's been really, really useful. And I know the guys that are here at Popham use it a lot and continue to use it. I'd like to end by asking what advice you would give to any pilots planning to fly in the Wessex area. The thing about this part of the world is that it is full of airspace and even plotting a route through that airspace can be pretty challenging, especially if you're not used to, to complex routings. But what I would say is make the best use of all the information that is available, not just on your chart, not just on your electronic flight bag, but also what people say around you, what, what people say in the clubhouse, what air-to-ground people actually say to you. And just take all that in and don't be afraid of planning a route. Don't be afraid of talking to air traffic control. They're there to help you. Thanks, Chris. If you want to find out any more, we have a list of lates on the Airspace and Safety Initiative website at airspacesafety.com. And if anyone is interested in attending, you can email late at caea.co.uk and we will pass your details onto the chair. Well, that's absolutely right, Emily. And um, one thing I would say is that the late is open to anyone. It's not just people involved in the air traffic control at uh, some of these bigger places. It's not just me. I'm a simple GA pilot. And in fact, it would be really good to get more GA pilots involved in the late. You can just come along and been joining the discussion is just understanding a little bit more about the way the airspace works and the way that we can help out in terms of reducing the number of infringements in the UK. Thanks for listening. The next episode will look at the work of the London Late, 
where Emily will be talking to members from Heathrow about the airport's perspective on the work. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with your local late, email late, that's L-A-I-T, at caa.co.uk. And if you have any comments on this podcast or ideas of what else you'd like to hear covered, please email gapodcast at caa.co.uk. Thanks for listening. This is the CAA General Aviation Podcast.